Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast, a show about self-discovery and lifestyle tips for moms. We are your hosts. I'm Kelly, a wife, mom of two, and an independent consultant with my own company in Chicago. And I'm Jessica, a wife, mom of three, and owner of my own outpatient mental health practice in Nevada. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life, and hardships. Whether it's a duo episode or we have a guest, you are guaranteed to pick up a new tool or feel less alone. This one is for the moms that have forgotten how to make time to keep their spark alive. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. In today's episode, we talk with Susie Izzo. Susie was an active child, but in her teenage years, she developed a bad relationship with her self-image and with food. Diet and exercise was a constant struggle until she started focusing on her health and wellness with a different approach. Leaving behind everything she thought she knew about being healthy, Susie invested in herself, discovered wellness practices that worked for her, started to rewire her thought process, and began to live a healthier, holistic lifestyle. Now, whether it be through her corporate wellness company, Vitality, or by connecting with her students as a certified fitness instructor, Susie's main goal is to share all the benefits she has received in order to help others be the best version of themselves. Susie believes that the words we speak to ourselves are the most important, that movement is life and good nutrition is power. If we can stay mindful of our goals and practice gratitude for the capabilities we possess, we can make the connection that mental and physical health is the only true wealth. So let's get started. Susie, welcome. Hello, hello. So happy to be here. I'm excited to have happy you. happy to have so, you, yeah. Well, I met Susie because of the many hats she wears. She's a Pilates instructor. And so I've taken her classes before. Lots of fun. How much are you doing that? Like, how much are you teaching? I'm at three studios now in Vegas. Yeah, probably. It's a lot. Comes out like probably close to 20 hours a week, I think. Obviously, it's not a full-time job, but it's a lot to be talking and teaching. But I love it. I love it. I love seeing progression in people. I love seeing people come in and, you know, the first time where they've been practicing for a while. And then, you know, we work with them, we work with them. Then you see them get stronger. Like, that's my favorite part. So... I love one of your classes really stuck with me. I loved it so much. And you were like, remember your goals. Remember your goals. Because like yeah. I wanted to quit. I yes. was like, oh. yes. And then and I was like, no, my goals, my goals. That was something that stuck with me when I first started my fitness journey. Like I'd be like dying in class. I like, remember why you're here. Remember why you're here. And that was yeah. that like little push. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Thank you. And I've always used that throughout the years to kind of because when you want to give up, just remember why you came. Yeah, yeah. And Susie brings her dog sometimes to class. Dude, he's here. Do can you want to meet him? Hold sure. On. I love wow. his ears. He's so cute. His ears are so cute. Yeah, he's a good boy. We we I actually foster failed. I foster animals, dogs. And so I he was my first foster. <laughs> and three days later, I was like, Nope, he's ours now. So yeah, they call it foster fail. I don't know why they say fail. <laughs> That's just because it like And you I still know. foster? I do. Yeah. Yeah. When I can, not consistently, but when I can, probably like three times a year, twice a year, you know, I travel a lot and stuff. We're, we're away a lot. 
you know. So I love that. We just got a puppy. We have two cats and then a seven-year-old dog, and we just got a puppy. And I just think animals are so great. And especially like in, in my practice, you know, I specialize with in trauma and anxiety, and I want our new puppy scout to come to work with me. And, but just like the healing of, you know, just like holding something and snuggling. Yeah. Animal therapy. That's one of the things that Vitality offers. We do animal therapy, puppy zones. We do also the farm animals can come out to our events. And then if anyone's dealing with PTSD, usually like first responders, military, horse equine therapy is actually a big thing. Oh, wow. So let's talk about Vitality. Like how did that come about? So Vitality came about, thanks for asking. So I was an event planner for many years in Las Vegas, obviously in Las Vegas. I worked at about six or seven hotels on the Strip. Loved event planning. I love logistics. I love taking something and making, taking, not saying nothing, but taking like an empty venue and creating an experience. So I was doing that. And then within that time, I started going on my own personal wellness journey. I started taking, I don't know if you're familiar with Vegas Hot. It was like, what True Fusion is now, like Vegas Hot was. It was like mm-hmm. the original, like in Vegas, hot rooms where people were really going mm-hmm. on the church, you know? And so I started taking classes there, which was also random. My girlfriend, KJ, she got me five classes for Christmas as a present. And I hated it the first class. It was a hot room. And I was like, this is gross. Like all these people are sweating everywhere. Like, get me out of here. But being the person I am, I'm like, I'm not going to let the classes go to waste. So by the fifth class, I was like completely hooked. And so my fitness journey began like seriously. Like I had went to the gym and I was like in the gym, doing the weights and like on the elliptical. But like my real journey began in, in those hot rooms. So event planning, starting my own wellness journey. Fast forward a few years. And then I noticed because now wellness was a big part of my life in the hot studio and you venture off and you start reading about nutrition and this and that. So wellness became really important to me. And I noticed that in the corporate events that I was working in the hotels, we were planning all these parties and shows and restaurants, but there was never a time for anyone to do a breathwork class. So where can you go and do morning yoga if you want to, you know, or what can you do to kind of like, we're so excited out here and there's so much going on. Where can we go to like recenter and take a moment just to relax instead of go, 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 you know, the convention attendees. They're waking up at six, seven o'clock, going to meetings, mm-hmm. eight o'clock, boom, 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 lunch, more meetings, back to your room, right back to dinner, top golf, wherever you're doing, yeah. all the experiences. So in my mind, I was like, well, how can I combine this? And like, the universe dropped hints, affirmations. Like I would work with a client and they'd be like, oh, I wish I had a place to go do like a trend training class right now. So it kept hitting me something, something, yeah. something. So I don't blame it on COVID at all. I got my LLC. So then finally I was like, I'm going to do something, right? I'm going to make this company where I bring wellness experiences to the convention and meeting space. Yeah. I got my LLC in the beginning of March and then COVID happened two weeks into March. Oh, wow. so, so COVID didn't, I didn't do it because of COVID, but then COVID, COVID was like a catalyst because now I lost my job, right? In events. <clears throat> so I was like, well, now Vitality is going to take main stage. So over COVID, I worked on Vitality, you know, all the internal stuff, building the website, building the brand, creating the logo, which I love my logo so much. It's like one of my favorite things about about vitality because if you see where it started like i literally drew it and i could can i explain it to you real quick yeah and the v is like this and there's a head in the middle which is like a human like doing you know a yoga pose and then there's the t's are onks and so i'm i really like egyptian culture and egyptian and and in egyptian hieroglyphic an ankh means health and life 
So like the T's mimic an onk. And then the Y in vitality, when you turn it upside down, it's like a person doing like a high knee. So I like created this like whole logo. Yeah, my logo is like my favorite part. And and then I like, you know, I literally pen to paper and then I gave it to my graphic designer and he like made it into like the computer generated version. Yeah. All that kind of back of house stuff that I was working on over COVID, you know, and taking advantage of that time, really. And yeah, that's how it got started. So it was just my event planning background, seeing the disparity between wellness and not only events, but just being at the workplace. You know, everybody talks about it. Oh, we'll give like 15% off your gym memberships. But can we really bring professionals into your workspace and take that half hour of your day and, you know, go through something or an hour of your day and go through some kind of practice? And then with the conventions, what I really love is, you know, event planners, they bring people in from all over the country. So maybe it doesn't resonate with someone, but someone that it does, now they go back home, back to Wisconsin or back to Michigan or wherever they're from. And now they go and seek that out. Like, wow, we've yoga before. But I did it at this convention and I loved it or I never did breath work before or meditation or I didn't know how, you know, how good that that stretch would make me feel. So all these different things um, that we can incorporate just into our daily lives while we work, which I think is important. So you were saying animal therapy. How'd that come about? And where are you getting, like when you say puppies therapy or all that kind of stuff? So yeah, so with Vitality, I do a lot of research on just different type of therapeutic modalities. Mm -hmm. So everything from sound healing. And that's with another thing over COVID. I had a time to do this, right? I was sort of going to like all these classes that I had, like Tai Chi. I knew what Tai Chi was, but I have never, I never took it. So then over COVID, I went into classes. I don't know. Have you ever taken Tai Chi? Mm-mm. I haven't. Amazing. I always saw people in the park doing these really slow mm-hmm. poses. And I was like, that doesn't look fun at all. Amazing. It's like, a, it's like the, about the transfer of energy. So you move really slow. But the, practi- the practitioner will talk you through and he's moving the energy out of your body into different places. It's phenomenal. So just to answer your question, just looking at different modalities, and like what's going on and what's trending, so to speak, mm-hmm. like in wellness and then bringing it all together. So we do everything from like sound healing, animal therapy, Tai Chi. We do the, your yoga, your Pilates, your boot camp, your hit, stretching, meditation, mind-body awareness. We do Zen zones where we bring in, you know, all aesthetically pleasing stuff Mm -hmm. and we create an area where if you want to go, this is in a convention space, if you want to go and chill out for a second. And the other part of it is local Vegas. So, you know, how can I bring, if you're an office and you have 10 or more people, can we do something even once a month, you know, and then if it, Mm -hmm. you know, two or six months and people start to respond to it. Like I said, you know, we talk about wellness and everyone loves the idea of it, but can we really, really incorporate it? And I think the best way to do that is bringing someone in. You know, it's great to offer all those extras. Yeah. As well. I think there's so much all or nothing thinking. Like I'll see clients in there, you know, working a ton and I'll be like, maybe when you're traveling for work, you could do this. And I think people are like, no, everything has to be perfect. And I have to go to a yoga studio and have a yoga outfit and go to yoga yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or I can't do anything at all. But your nighttime routine, could you get some lavender and breathe for 10 minutes? You yeah. know, little snippets here. And so because, I love that, like yes. that you're incorporating it. We Just can incorporate it in our day. End. Yeah. I tell people do, do a child's pose in your bed for five minutes when you get up in the morning in your underwear. You don't need to do the whole thing. It doesn't need to be a whole production. You have time in your day before you're going to take a shower and you're running early, go do jumping jacks for 15 minutes. Go put on some music and get in there. It doesn't need to be the whole production. It could just be little snippets throughout the day. And that's the goal, which is a whole other topic. But we all want to look good and we want to, 
you know, fit in our, in our outfits well and have slim waistlines. But the movement is so key to living with vitality, to aging well. Mm-hmm. And that for me was my wellness journey is one of the biggest takeaways. You know, I was I was a chubby kid. I Where are I, you from originally? I'm from Brooklyn, New York. And do yeah. you have siblings or? I have an older brother. Yeah, mom and dad are still together. So you um, said that you you were like a chubby kid. Like kind of like a chubby kid. Right? Always in sports and stuff. Played softball. Athletic, but just on the chubbier side. And then when you become, as a kid, it doesn't really matter. And then you become a teenager. You're in high school. You realize this, you know. And then I grew up in the 90s. It's like, or, well, yeah, high school was the 90s, junior high school. I was born in 79. So it's like Kate Moss and Waif is in and all this. So that makes things worse mentally because now I notice that I'm chubbier than everybody else. So really struggled, I would say, with weight at, in my teenage years. And then I would say I started going to like the gym and stuff, maybe at the junior, senior in high school, but still always struggled with like keeping the weight off. Definitely had a problem with food, you know, the whole, I wouldn't, I, no, I would say, so I used to, it's funny, I never really, I don't tell many people this. But I used to like pray for like an eating disorder. I'm like, please just make that, like, let me throw this up. Let me throw this up. You know, like, so just like messed up, right? Well, it was but very messed crazy. up. I follow this woman. It's Alex. I have to look at her last name on Instagram, but she is always posting stuff mm-hmm. from the 90s and saying, and you wonder why we have issues. Oh, my And God. there was this picture. And I don't know who it was. And they were saying that she was fat and how she gained weight. And the actress had to have been like a zero. Yeah, I was yes. horrified. Yes. And you're like, we're slowly getting these messages. It's subliminal. At the time, it didn't seem obvious. Exactly. And now we're like, oh, my God, how did we? Like, oh, Cosmopolitan and Allure and like all those magazines with all the cover models, I feel like was booming at that time. I used to have sub- subscriptions to my house, all these different magazines. And like you said, you don't realize it. But now looking back, you know. I'm like, oh my God, like things we were trying to live up to. That so, we were praying for eating disorders. Like yeah, that's yeah, so yeah, messed yeah, up, we right? Praying, like, yeah, how messed up is that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I definitely had a messed up relationship with food. And then I guess into my 20s and stuff, then I moved away. So I moved out. Of, I got my associates in Brooklyn for two years. And then I moved away, went to um, college to get my bachelor's in hospitality in Florida. So then I moved away. I guess I was just doing other things where it, it kind of dissipated. I wasn't, you weren't focused on your body. You were focused yeah, I wasn't on like your really career. focused. I wasn't focused on my health and wellness, but I, yeah. I wasn't really, ha- I wasn't struggling as much as I was anymore. Yeah. I was just kind of like, I just kind of leveled out, right? I was okay with the way I looked. Wasn't going to the gym, wasn't really eating right, but wasn't gaining weight and going through that binging and all that kind of jam. So <clears throat> that kind of dissipated. And then I, I lived in Miami for a couple of years. Going to school, I graduated. I actually went to school in Switzerland for a year. Had a really, oh no, in Switzerland, I had a really bad relationship with chocolate. Mm, I, got, I like, bet. Pounds because of chocolate. Yeah, but were, you were probably just telling yourself, I'm just here for a short time. I have to. And they had a chocolate vending machine. What are you doing? So I was <laughs> in the school that I went to, it was like the top couple for hospitality. The co- top couple floors was dorms and then it was hotel rooms. And they had vending machines on the floors and they had a chocolate vending machine. So here I am having this relationship with chocolate for a year. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came back and then I moved to Kentucky. I worked at a Marriott in Kentucky for four years, and then I moved to Vegas. What drew you to hospitality? Like, where'd that come from? That's a good question. It's a good question. I was, I always worked in hospitality. as like, I was always in the service industry. My first job was in a bakery, and then I always was a waitress. I did, like, nothing else but serve mm-hmm. at bartend here and there. But hospitality, as far as, like, a career, I was in Mexico on a beach, I think, on spring break, and I was watching this woman give people a tour of the hotel. And I'm like, that's a fun job. 
work in a hotel, give people tours, you know, yeah. Yeah. one in a hotel. And that's like kind of got my mm. brain going. So I went to FIU, which is a great school for hospitality. My mom's like, you just want to live in South Beach. I was like, yes, but <laughs> it's a good school. Yeah. But yeah, so just hospitality was just kind of a, as a career was a natural progression. And then I also worked for the Marriott in Kentucky because I got an internship there. That's why I went to Kentucky and then stayed there for a little while. And then had a, as I had to leave Kentucky, wanted to leave Kentucky, but had to leave Kentucky. It was just, you know, it wasn't a good fit after. Yeah. I was just too loud for Kentucky. <laughs> short. <laughs> and so then I went to, I didn't want to go back to the East Coast yet. I still like kind of want to like see the States and everything. And then I found myself with, with a job with the Marriott. So I transferred with, you know, within the company at Las Vegas. So that's what me to Vegas was mm. the Marriott. Yeah. And then I stayed with the Marriott for, I don't know, a few years out here, maybe four or five years. And then I got a job at the Cosmopol- Cosmopolitan at the pool. I was a pool manager. And then that I met a woman named Rivka and she gave me an opportunity in events with, with a nightlife company. And that's how I kind of got into events. So that can be really crazy here and very difficult to have any kind of balance. How was yes. your lifestyle at that time? Because, I mean, you guys can be working up to like 100 hours a week. And high yeah. stress. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stress, very high. But the, the, the job suits me because I am like that. I can multitask and manage a lot of different things at one time. I am go, go, go. I'm an operator. I'm not good in sitting down just doing something on a desk all day. I'm good on the floor and making things happen. So events right. suits me. But it's funny you ask that. You ask great questions. Because at that time I was single. And I was in Vegas and I was loving it. You know, I was all the nightclubs. I was in the restaurants. So it was great. And then as my life changed, when I met my fiance, Tony, it's funny, my career changed. I stopped working out of all those hotels and I started working one place. And then I went to Top Golf. So I wasn't in the nightclubs anymore. We did work a lot, but I loved it. I loved it. Best time of my life. Best time of my life. It was so much fun. It was so, so much just fun. naturally the progression was just slowing down a little bit as your personal life. Yeah, yeah, having like a parallel. It wasn't really, again, the universe has been very good to me. And I was working out of six hotels. And then I left that job and I started working for a Dre's nightclub. And it was Mm. just one spot. So I was just in one spot and it wasn't as crazy and it wasn't as chaotic and it wasn't as busy. Because can you imagine six hotels with events versus one is a lot different. And then I met Tony. So just like things kind of you know, calm down for me. And then I went to Top Golf and I went to sales. Top Golf was great as a company, but I didn't love the sales aspect of it. Again, I didn't like sitting at a desk and just banging out emails all day. It wasn't my jam. Yeah. But with that too, that was more like a nine to five. I was able to stay with, you know, Tony Moore and build a relationship with him. But when I was doing events, yes, I was single. I think all my counterparts were single. The people that did have families were more in the sales roles, but I love events. I love that craziness. Yeah. 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 it suits me. Are you doing a ton of events every week now with Vitality? So like now it- with the Vitality, yeah. Vitality is, you know, it's different. It's more of a sales role, right? It's my own company now. So I'm the one. I don't have anyone to sell. I have a, a gamut of practitioners that I don't teach the classes. But yeah. the selling aspect and all that, the contracting is all me. It's not the operations. When I have my clients, everything's great. They love me. I love them. You know, can't wait to work together again. But it keeps me busy. Vitality and then the, the 20, 15, 20 hours teaching whatever that is, that keeps me me pretty busy. And how did you start, like, how did you get into Pilates? What drew you to that? So coming back to Vegas Hot, that studio that I hated and it became my life, became my church. 
I was a student there for about two years and I just loved it. I became obsessed. And the obsession didn't, wasn't short-lived. I was obsessed for a long time. Like, like, you know, years of just loving it, loving the way I feel, loving the teachers and loving Pilates. And just, it was, it was a new practice to me. I always took group classes in gyms and stuff, as I said, growing up and in teenage years, but it was more, maybe more of like a Zumba or a dance yeah. class or something like that, you know? So I just loved the way I felt and I wanted to make others feel that way. And I was like, I want to teach now. Teaching wasn't a thing that was ever something to me. It was brand new, like, wow, I want to give this back out. And that's part of wellness too, right? It's the, it's the receiving, but it's the giving back. So it was, again, a natural progression from from a real true wellness journey. We've just talked about the journey of yourself and your your own relationship with your body and food and all of that. And having the challenges that you had, you end up in Vegas, kind of setting yourself on the career path that you wanted, right? By being able to do a lot of this stuff. And then when did you really start to feel like you turned the corner in your own like personal health journey? Yeah, probably after Vegas hot because I was active, but not, like I said, like not really into anything particular. And I, I was okay with my body. There was no more body shaming. There was still body shaming, but it wasn't like what it was, mm -hmm. you know. And then after Vegas Hot and the wellness journey, like that's when it really pivoted. And that's when I started researching and reading and, you know, listening and, and really going, I'm going to like almost cry. And really going inside myself. And like the biggest, mm -hmm. one of the biggest things for me was the way I was, would speak to myself was crazy. Yeah. And yeah. I would say to myself, we're crazy. So for me, that was one of the biggest things was I stopped completely. I never, ever, ever talk bad to myself anymore. And I always tell, when I hear my friends saying like, oh, I look so fat. I'm like, would you tell me that? I would never tell you that. Why are you saying it to yourself? And when, I, and when I'm getting dressed and I don't like the way I look or whatever now, I'm just like, Wear those jeans next week. Something will look better tonight. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. never say, oh, those jeans look disgusting on you or whatever, whatever it is. So that was a huge, huge thing for me and my wellness journey. And I think because I finally committed to myself and committed to everything I wanted to. Yeah. Growing up, I always wanted to commit to exercise. I always wanted to commit to my health, but I, it was so mentally challenging that I couldn't. So when I finally turned that corner and I was able to commit to myself, I think I fell in love with myself, mm. you know, yeah. I fell in love with making the right decisions. It's like I, broken promises. I heard someone say, treat yourself like your own best friend and build up self-trust. We don't realize how damaging that can be when we say like diet starts Monday or I'm going to go to the gym Monday and then we don't do it or I'm going to go do this. And then it's like we keep breaking promises to ourselves. And we wouldn't do that to no. the people in our life. And years and years of that. I mean, it's so, yeah. it's so, so damaging. But it's so, so hard to make that change. You know? Oh, I know. It's so hard. And then it's funny. It's like, again, I don't have children, but I always see like childbirth. Like it's so difficult. And then once you have the child, it's like, oh my God, I don't remember anything. It was so fun, you know? <laughs> That's how I feel yeah. about it. Like it was so difficult. But then now the changes. You can't made. remember what that I, little. Yeah. I mean, I, re I remember like it, it could still bring me to tears, but I can't remember how hard it was. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think take away from me. I also I feel like as I get older, I'm more aware of what makes me feel good versus not feel good. You know, and I don't know if it's just more of the severity, like my knee hurts or my back starts to bother me. I was like, oh, I got to get get moving again because it's starting yeah. to bother me. You know, things like that, that maybe when I was younger, I could get away with more. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> so what are tips do you have for us? This is kind of two things. If we want to get started or we're kind of starting to throw all the habits out and we're like, you know, where it's fall, holidays are coming. 
and we're just like, oh, forget it. We'll reel just, it back in January. Yeah. Like what what can keep us tied to those health goals? Yeah. Well, getting started, I feel it just depends on your personality. You know, are you someone that's going to seek out help from a trainer? Are you someone that's going to ask a girlfriend for help? Are you someone that's going to take the initiative to go on YouTube and do some workouts in your own house? You know, so I think the getting started part just depends on your personality. I think the why and anyone, any speaker will tell you this. The why is the important. Why am I doing this? You know, am I doing this because I want to be better for my family? Because that's a big thing people don't think about. Mm -hmm. You know, the healthier you are, the happier you are, the better you feel when you wake up, the better you're going to be for everyone around you. Again, looking at the big picture, it's not, I try to tell people this all the time, the superficial, what you see in the mirror is the last thing you should be thinking about. Think about all the other reasons why, all the long-term goals. I want to be healthier for my family. I want to be here longer. I want to feel better. I want to age well. I want to be able to be able to be 80 years old and still riding a bike. All these things. And it's, it's, the, it's the habits that we make now, even in our 20s. I wish I would have done this in my 20s. It would just have been a longer time of feeling better about myself. You know, so the, I think starting is all about the why. And then some tips for the holiday season. I wrote down a couple. So definitely applies to work and home, right? Because at work, it's all buffet time or donut to here or whatever. Yeah. It works for all like the bringing in of the casseroles and everything uh-huh. in place. So a couple of things. If you do positive affirmations and journaling, that's one of the wellness practices that you do. I think maybe adjusting it for the holidays, right? So if you usually write, I'm strong, I am powerful, today's going to be a good day. Maybe you write, when the donuts come today, I'm going to have the willpower to remember why, I, why, why it's not good for me. So maybe adjusting your positive affirmations, adjusting your, your, adjusting your journaling prompts to kind of flow through the holidays. Yeah. Even when I go to this party next week, this is how I choose to behave when something that isn't good for me is presented, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. That's one thing I think that would help. I was big on journaling at one. I'm all positive affirmations for sure. Again, I'm one of my biggest things coming back to the self-love and not talking to myself bad is trying to control my thoughts, trying to control where my brain goes, right? Because everybody can go towards the darkness and the shadows, mm-hmm. but we all have that light and positivity. So positive affirmations I'm big on or thought control. I used to do journaling and it did serve me at the time I needed it most. And then I kind of just dropped it a little bit. But I think journaling is fantastic. I think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal wellness practice. Again, you can do it anytime when you wake up before you go to bed. It's not hard. It doesn't cost anything. So adjusting your journaling or your affirmations for the holiday season. As far as food goes, for me, again, having the, the relationship with food that I did have, I know what this tastes like. I know what this tastes like. I know what this brownie tastes like. I don't need to taste it again. I've had it. I've had it a hundred times. Or smelling it. For some people, smelling it makes them want it. For me, I know what that tastes like. I'm done with it. So coming back to pausing, mindfulness is a big thing, right? Not just going in and grabbing the food that's not going to make you feel bad tomorrow. You're having a few breaths, remembering your goals. Be mindful of the mouth. You know, remembering your goals again. I mean, it's, I say this loosely, but it's poison. It's truly poison for us. You know, some of the things that we eat that are served, that are offered around the holiday season, specifically all the sweets and the sugar. Sugar is poison. I don't say that loosely. Sugar is poison. So stopping and being mindful and just be like, this is like literally poison right now. Why don't I want to eat it? How is it going to make me feel? What am I? I love when you say that we've had it again, because it's like I think about like my daughter loves Reese's peanut butter cups. And I had one like months and months and months ago. And I was like, this is terrible. I don't even like it. 
And so every, when I see it in the house, every time I just remind myself, this is disgusting. As a kid, I loved it. But you know, when your palate changes and you have different things. Well, I don't I think like, candy bars taste the way that they used to. I don't know. No, I'm always disappointed. Like, yeah, I like really dark chocolate. And so when yeah. you have a, you know what I mean? Like you like really high quality chocolate. And then you have that, you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I would have rather, like, I remember listening to someone saying, if it's not a 10 out of 10, I'm out. And I feel that yeah. way. I don't like cake. I was telling my husband, I, I realized like a couple of years ago. So I'm, I am not gluten tolerant. And we, he was looking for my birthday, like trying to find a gluten-free cake. And I was like, you know what, really, honestly, if I think about it, I don't even like cake. I don't like cake. Yeah. But it's like you eat these, you're not even thinking and you're mindless like, and you yeah, eat the things. It's mindless. And you're, just, and then it's just like, yeah. why the hell did I even have it? I don't even like it anymore. So I like what you're saying is like asking those questions on like how you're going to feel after. And when you say journal and write it down about the way I feel, Mm -hmm. I don't feel good. I really feel like I'm hungover. (laughs) I know how it feels to feel good. I don't feel good. I think the journaling piece and I like those questions you're asking because I think that'll be helpful for us during the holiday season when people are shoving things in our face and it's like, oh, this was my comfort food as a kid. But as an adult, I don't really like this. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want it. Why do I want this so bad right now? Do I really want it? Like, I know what it tastes like. I know how it's going to make me feel. Or is it just wiring that I've done for so long that it just comes natural? It's a wiring that I've seen everyone do around me for so long that it just comes natural. And then, you know, and then also, but if you do take that piece of whatever, again, give yourself grace. No big deal. Like, say, oh, I did that. I might as well. Then you say, oh, I might as well eat this. Well, I ate that. I might as well eat this, right? Like, once you eat one bad thing, you give yourself permission to eat 100 other bad things because you're like broke the seal that whole day. So many minds we play with ourselves. Remember, be mindful of your mouth. Be mindful. Take a breath. You know, coming back to a little bit of breath work, like you said, doesn't need to be a whole thing. Just literally three big breaths. And while you're thinking about all these things we talk about, could save you from going into that spiral that you don't want to go to. That's going to make you feel guilty and shameful and all the things. And just like bad, you know, just just physically bad, physically bad. Yeah. I know no leftovers. I never take keep anything in the house like I'll never take anything mm. from. And if I do, I'll give it to like homeless people on in the way home if I see them whenever <laughs> I see it, like it's so common in Vegas. But kind of it, it kind of is these days. But yeah, so I never take leftovers home. And I don't really keep anything in the house. For me, is a big thing. Like, throughout the year, like, there's nuts, there's dates, there's, like, healthy kind of snacks in the house. But I don't keep anything bad in the house. Because that, that as disciplined as I am, because I eat mostly vegan, so as disciplined as I am at night, because as a child, as a kid, that's when I would indulge, right, also. Like, I would do it at night, watching TV or whatever. So at night, when I'm, like, still... You know, just hanging out of the house. That's when I have when I struggle mostly. So I just don't keep it in the house. But I think giving yourself, like, if you do indulge, especially the next day, even if you go overboard, okay, I went completely overboard. I feel like crap. I wake up. What did I do last night? Oh, nothing's gonna fit me. <laughs> like, you know, all those things that we wake up in the morning and feel on and think after we do super indulge, go for a walk, have a juice for breakfast, have a big salad for lunch and go about your day and stop beating yourself up. You know, and that comes back again. It's like, oh, everything's like a full circle, right? So that comes back to the self-love. If your sister or your best friend or your child or your partner did that, what would you tell them? You know, how, how would you guide them? You tell them it's okay. So what? It's all right. That was yesterday. Today's today. Make good choices today. Yeah. You know, you would treat them with love. So treat yourself with love too. And then I think that improved that just... It just compounds, right? The more love you have for yourself, the less you're going to make the bad choices. When you do make the bad choices, you're going to treat yourself with love. It gives you more love for yourself. It just kind yeah. of compounds. 
I love that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was that was one of my biggest takeaways in my wellness journey was just learning to really how to talk to myself and treat myself right internally and that moved to my external. And I'm not a skinny person. Like, you know, I'm 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 fit, but I'm not like if you look at me walking down the street, you're not like, oh my God, that girl must be a fitness model. She must she must take so much good care of herself. Because a lot of it is internal practices. A lot of it is that, you know, working out and movement is a big part of my life. But again, the goal is I'm not at this point in my life. My goal is not to be at that almost unmanageable weight where I'm working out all the time. As long as I'm moving five days a week, whether it be walking my dog or dancing or teaching my classes or whatever that looks like, it's for me at this point, it's like the internal. I've gotten to that place where it's about the breath work and calming the mind and remembering the goals and treating myself right and all that kind of stuff. I just want to have a phone call with you every day. I mean, you're so motivating. Yes. Yes. I mean, can you just call me every morning and at night and then be like, Jessica, remember your goals? Yes, I can. It's fine. It's not not the end of the world. Yes, I'll voice (laughs) Because it's so true, right? It's so true. And it takes it's and that's a practice. I feel especially, you know, now kids are different. Kids are different now. They're more inclusive. They're more like I am who I am. I don't know. I, I don't so know. too. I'm more than so, us. Yeah, more than I did all. It was the hardest thing I ever did. But in 2022, I did not go on a diet because I had to like deprogram myself because I was so messed up in my head uh, of like, you can't have fruit. You can't like those rules, like all these rules of dieting up no, over the last 15 years. Rules. But I joke with my I joke with Kelly because I'm like, so my daughter, Gabby, she's 15 and she's just they're just. My kids are beautiful and I they reflect this generation of how beautiful they are. And my daughter makes me, I feel like I don't have a good grasp of how I really look because she's like, that's so beautiful. You're so beautiful, mom. Oh my God, I love those shorts. All day yesterday, I just felt terrible in these little shorts I was wearing around the house and I'm like, this is disgusting. And at the end of the day, she was like, those are so cute, mom. You look so yeah. cute. And I'm like, and they're so, like she was horrified. This girl she knew was on a diet and she was like, Mom, did you know she's on a diet? Oh my I can't God. believe it because she, they just think everybody, you know, they don't look at, they just weren't trained. They in don't that see way. size like, and like, no, and, and, and you see yeah. inclusivity in the store, right? So it's like, there's size inclusivity. So like, like I would joke, we talk all the time about that store five, seven, nine, or like, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, so there were stores that like stopped yeah. at size nine. So nine, you're fat and you, you That's know, it. like the end. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they see all the sizes. So everyone can wear like Kelly and I were talking about like anybody wears a crop top, you know, it's not like, oh, yeah. it stops at this size yeah. and you can't dress like that anymore. Yeah. And so I just think they don't see bodies the way that we do. I wish I had their lenses. I wish I could put little glasses on. Right? Um, and yeah, see totally. things the way they do. Because I think it's it's beautiful and so accepting. Yeah. And you're right. And yeah. yeah, for sure. It's definitely different. It's definitely yeah. different. Oh, well, coming back to the diet. I hate that word diet, right? Because that means I'm doing this for now. And it's for a specific reason. That's probably a stupid reason. It's one thing if you're doing diet for your health and stuff like that. But, you know, if you... Well, you know what I mean? Like usually the diet is like in my mind, that connotation, even me eating vegan, it's not really a diet for me. It's just like things I don't eat, you know, because I know that it's just like not good for me. My lifestyle, it's not, Mm -hmm. I'm not on a diet. It's just the way I operate. And I think it takes a long time to get to that point, whatever you're doing, if you're doing gluten-free or if you do. Yeah, I don't even like to tell people I'm gluten-free. It's like embarrassing because it's like a trend. But just honestly, I worked with a dietitian for two years and we did an elimination diet. But my dad one time was like, you know, that. That's just having less calories or it has nothing to do with like my weight 
or no, a diet not at but all. having to do with my lifestyle and inflammation and the way it makes yeah. your body react to it absolutely yeah. i understand that yeah and that's yeah. a thing too you know it's the education I, I told someone one time i was like no i don't eat this and they asked me like oh you don't have gluten i'm like no i have gluten i don't have like animal products and they're like, oh, so no sugar. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> trying to educate people too, because in our society, we're not. And I feel, again, growing up, and there's so much more information now because of the internet. But, but when we were growing up, it, like, it wasn't readily available. We didn't know these things. We just did what we were told, you know, milk three times a day with every meal. What? Like, you know. <laughs> That's random rules. And that's what I'm talking about with the food. You get healthy skin that way. Remember, oh. if you have that, you'll have great skin. Strong bones. That's how yeah, you had white teeth bones. and strong bones. I was realizing I was still eating with guilt and emotion with these rules. I had to detox because I had done low carb and I had done keto and I had done this and I had done that. And I'd taken these rules and yeah, telling that's myself that's bad that. and that's good. And that's, and it's like, I needed to just take that away for a while you know yeah diet no diet to me is like cringe like oh like when my girlfriend say i'm on this diet i'm like i'm on this new diet i believe big in elimination right see what you're eating journal about what you're eating what you eat what makes you feel bloated what makes you feel what, all the things right Cause, and and our diet is also so much related which is one of my classes it's nutrition and vitality it's nutrition for the mind like what we eat and how it affects your cognitive ability mm. and that's a huge huge thing that, again never talked about Medical doctors spend 22 hours on nutrition and to get yeah. their to get their med degree. That's yeah. crazy, and they're the ones that you go to. You know, if you're not looking for a nutritionist, if you if you if you don't know, they're the ones you go to for this advice. You know, so that's just mind blowing as it is. Start recognizing that. So again, I always say, listen, you know, do what makes you feel good, but find what makes you feel good. And yeah. I guarantee you, the sugar and the processed food and all the stuff that's thrown in our face, you know, is not is not it. Yeah. Yeah. Not very true. So tell us about some experts that you either follow, read, or podcasts or whatever. Like who are some people that stick out in your mind? One of the biggest, the most podcasts I listen to is Melissa Ambrosini. I think she's really, really good. She's Australian and she has the best speakers. I listened to Gary V for a while. He's more like on just not really, he's not into fitness or anything, but he's just more about life, like going out and getting okay. life. He's more into like business. Most people on TEDx is great, right? Oh, so, yeah. I have a girlfriend. Her name is Life Coach Lori. Yeah. And she's a personal friend of mine and she's amazing. Everything that she talks about, she's, she, does, she does all types of practices, but she does EFT tapping. Ooh, have done EFT. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like your own self. Oh, cool. Yeah, so she's one of her courses is Manifest with Purpose. So she's really great. One of the books I really loved, The New Food Rules. Hmm. New okay. Food rules. And it's a really easy read. Every page has a picture and a short little paragraph. And it goes through nutrition, fitness, mind stuff in your home, at your job. Really easy read. I just gave it away to somebody. This is just blown up because I have the documentary. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love Blue Zones. I got, I'm actually thinking about teaching a, a class on it. Areas in the world where people like are healthier or live longer. Yeah. So they're living over 100, but they're living with purpose and vitality and productivity. So Dan Butner, the guy who came up with the Blue Zones. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, it's so good. It's on Netflix now. So it's getting. Yeah, out. I was going to say it just. Oh, it's on Netflix. OK. I was like, yeah. why did I hear that? OK. It's okay. kind of like, what are they doing? And like, what are the common denominators? And it's really yeah. interesting. So I'm thinking about teaching a class after the holidays, probably because everybody's so busy. And it's on five places. So it'll be a five course class, basically. And then incorporating the food because the food is a big part of it. Oh, cool. Obviously. 
still incorporating awesome. the food with the class. Yeah. So if I do, I'll let you know. And then this one, Conscious Eating, it's a big book. It's a huge book. Tons of useful information. That Harm Foods That Heal. Ooh. Just a Reader's Digest, Digest book. But again, just all about nutrition. So back to your question, I usually buy books used or, you know, secondhand. I never really buy, I never go firsthand books. But just, and I don't look for anything in particular. Just whenever I find myself in that space, I just like see anything that I just pick it up. So really just researching on your own and seeing what works for you. I think YouTube University, I always say YouTube is huge. Yeah. You can learn yeah. anything off YouTube. So that's great. That's I, great I love too. that though. I think it's great uh, too. you know, Justin, I always talk about kind of like knowledge is power, right? I mean, just, and especially because information changes, findings change and it's ever evolving. And I think it's really great. It's important for anybody to really equip themselves, right? With that knowledge. So when I think about like that, like it's a privilege for us to move our yeah. body. Well, are bedridden or sick or, or, mm-hmm. or you know, aged and they can't. So I, for me, that always motivates me. This is a privilege and a blessing in my life. And I want to, I want to lean into that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Love that. You ask like why I started teaching is because I wanted to make other people feel good. So if I can be a, a point of inspiration and motivation for you, that's amazing for me. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Susie, yeah, this so was much. really great. I'm so yeah, glad I got a chance to chat with you. Too. Yeah, and like I said, it's my first podcast. So I'm super honored. Yeah, I'm you too. Bye. You can find Susie at celebratevitality.com or on Instagram at sweating with Susie. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. If you love today's episode, please share with another mom. And while you're there, it would be great if you gave us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at ChasingBrighter.com. And we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.